Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope that these messages encourage and inspire you in your personal journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. So in John 10, 27, Jesus is talking and he says, My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. This may be, this may be one of the most over-rationalized scripture verses in the entire Bible. Because people will be like, well, God doesn't actually audibly speak to you. He's talking about the Word. He's just talking about the Bible. Or, or God, yeah, God speaks to you, but he speaks to you through signs and speaks to you through, like, circumstances and, and, and all that. And so I feel like this Scripture verse is the most over-rationalized Scripture verse, but none of that. Now, God does speak through his Word, and he does speak through circumstances, and he does speak through dreams, and he does speak through signs, but that's not what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying that my sheep hear my voice. That means that God speaks to his people. That God speaks to his people. And if we're going to have breakthrough in 2019, if you're going to have breakthrough in your life, you are going to be, need to be tuned in to the word of God, the voice of God in your life. Are you with me? Are you with me? Like some, I think in the body of Christ, sometimes we think that God only speaks to gifted people or people with certain titles, people who have, you know, prophetess or prophet in front of their name or pastor in front of their title. Oh, God speaks to him. He's a pastor. As if God doesn't speak to the rest of his kids. Name one father who doesn't communicate with his kids. Name one good father who doesn't talk to his kids. Are you with me? We have a God who is specific, who is conversational, who is intentional, and wants to speak to our hearts. He wants to speak to our hearts because he wants us to break through. And what Jesus is saying is that my sheep know my voice. Now, in Kings, in the Old Testament, Elijah, who was a miraculous man of God, he was used to serving God. He was used to seeing people uh, healed, people delivered. He called down fire on 450 prophets of Baal just by asking God to do it. He moved in the miraculous, and he was going through a situation where he was on the run. He was depressed. He was suicidal. He was going through a difficult, difficult time in life, and he needed breakthrough. And he was looking for God running from his enemies instead of confronting his enemies. And the Bible says that, that there was an earthquake, but God wasn't in the earthquake. And then it says that there was a, there was a, a strong wind, but God wasn't in the wind. Then there was a fire, but God wasn't in the fire. And see, all those things were very familiar to Elijah. We would look at those things and be like, oh my gosh, I heard thunder the other day. We had a thunderstorm and I'm like, oh my God, Jesus is coming back. That was really loud. Like, you know, like I wasn't used to hearing thunder like that. But we would see those things and be like, oh, God is there. But Elijah, who was familiar with that supernatural big thing, was looking for God in that, and he wasn't there. And then the Bible says there was a still small voice, and it shook Elijah to the core that he had wrapped his face in his mantle and hid. 
Because Elijah was very familiar with the works of God, but he was not familiar with intimacy with God. And I find that many of us in the body of Christ, we are familiar with serving God, but we're not familiar with being close to God. In fact, we're almost afraid that if we do hear his voice, I'm afraid what he might say to me. I'll be honest. Sometimes I'm afraid of what God might say to me because I ain't been living right. Are you with me? Elijah was familiar with serving God, but intimacy with the Lord? That freaked him out. Right? So God had to break Elijah out of his routines and what was familiar in order to speak to him in a new and powerful way. In the same way, God wants to break you out of your routine, out of what's familiar, out of what's comfortable, away from what you've always done to speak to you in a new and powerful way in 2019. God, he is the Lord of the breakthrough. He is the Lord of the breakthrough. But hearing God is going to require some things from us. You might be here today and you say, I don't have, you know, that dynamic in my relationship with God. God doesn't speak to me that way. I've never heard God before. And I want to encourage you that if you desire to walk with Jesus, he doesn't deny his sheep. He speaks to his sheep and they know his voice. And that sustained breakthrough in your life is not going to come from serving harder. It's not going to come from praying harder. It's not going to come from believing harder. It's going to be from stopping and listening. And obeying the voice of the Lord. God wants to speak to his people in a way they've never heard him before. God wants his people to hear his voice. And I'm telling you, if you've never heard his voice before, the moment you do, you'll never be the same. You will, one word from God will change your life, change your season change your perception. One word from God will shake you to the core and totally break through your perspective of what it means to be a Christian. We've got to hear from the Lord. We've got to hear from the Lord. Are you with me? And you're, I know some of you are saying, you're saying, oh, wow, this is such a simple message, Pastor P. Yeah, it's so simple. That just sounds so simple. I've heard this before. Yeah, yeah, you know, it is simple. The gospel, I find, is a very simple thing. But don't confuse simple with easy. Sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things. Right? And because it's so simple, we don't do it because it's so hard. We just kind of gloss over it because I actually have to sit still and wait. I'm just going to go to church. I'm just going to read a book. Or I'm just going to put on Stephen Furtick. Or I'm just going to, like, I have to sit here and wait. For someone who's supposed to talk to me, and I've never heard him. I don't even know what he's, that's not him. That's me. What did I eat today? I can't do this. It's sometimes the simplest things to do in our, in our life are the hardest things to do. But I'm here to remind you this morning that God is in the simple. In fact, he often wonders why we leave simple and make it so complex. Make it about everything it's not about, 
right? Sometimes we don't need a word. We just need to obey the word that we have, right? Like, I'm just saying that, like, it's not hard. We make it hard because it's hard to be obedient. God had to tell Joshua, be strong and courageous. To do what? To be obedient. Are you with me? Because the truth is, hearing and obeying God requires a few things from us. It requires, first of all, sacrifice. Because hearing from God is not ability, it's about posture. (laughs) Hearing from God has nothing to do with your ability or your gifting and everything to do with your posture. Giving up your routine, your comforts, your time, sometimes your dignity, so you can hear from God. Reprioritizing your life around the voice of God versus trying to fit God into your life. Right? Sacrifice. It requires diligent pursuit. Daniel quoted this verse too. I love it. One of my favorite scripture verses that without faith it's impossible to please God because those who come to God, Hebrews eleven six, must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, who diligently seek him. God is a God that wants to be pursued. And so it's going to require us to be intentional about our pursuit of our relationship with him. And it's going to require us to step away from comfort and away from fear and into faith. Because it's true that God will meet you where you are, but it's not true that God is going to allow you to stay where you are. Right? So God's like, I will come where you are, but you're coming with me. I'm seated in heavenly places with Christ. I, you should seek those things which are above and not beneath. So yeah, I'm going to meet you in your mess, but I'm also going to pull you out of it. Right? And so we have to be willing to step away from fear and into faith where God dwells. Where God dwells. Are you with me? This is going okay. A few things I noticed about God is that he doesn't change his mind or contradict himself as often as we do. Okay? He doesn't waste words. So if he knows you're not going to listen, he's not going to talk. His words come with requirement. And he will always ask you questions that he already knows the answers to. Are you with me? He doesn't change his mind. He doesn't waste his words. His words come with a requirement. And he will always ask you a question that he already knows the answer to. And you think you know the answer to, but you probably don't. We need the voice of God and the leading of the Holy Spirit to be unhindered in our life. But there's so much going on. Are you with me? Like, life is crazy. It's hectic. And I think it's intentionally hectic because the enemy wants us to stay disconnected. The enemy wants us to leave our first love, this is driving me nuts, and be disconnected from the source, the source of joy, the source of peace, the source of strength, the source of wisdom. The enemy wants us disconnected. Are you with me? And so I've identified for us to hear the voice of the Lord. And in 2019, I've identified some other voices that are competing against his voice. So there's some other voices that we need to actually press 
mute on. Are you with me? The first is obvious. It's the devil. This is the voice of accusation. This is the voice of negativity and division. This is the voice that tries to get you to hate the people God sent to your life to help you. This is the voice that tries to spoil the plans of God and remind you of your failures, your past, your sins, and all your issues. The Bible says in Revelation that he is an accuser of the brethren. And so this voice is a voice that you need to recognize and tell it to shut up. How do you deal with the voice of the enemy in your life? You ignore him because he hates to be ignored. And then after you ignore him, you move in the opposite of his suggestions. So when he tells you to be angry, you find joy. When he tells you to say something rude, you say something encouraging. When he tells you to, to gossip, you pray for that person instead. When you ignore the devil, he shuts his face because he can't take it. Are you with me? So we have to recognize the enemy's voice. The enemy seeks to destroy the plans of God on your life. Are you with me? He's a tempting voice. He tempts you to abandon hope. He tempts you to un, into unbelief. He tempts you into sin or into uh, short-term gratification, instant gratification. He has to be recognized and muted. And muted. The second source of voices are outside voices. Outside voices. I, I don't know if you've recognized this, but sometimes when you watch the news, you get a lot more than just the news. If anyone knows that, you don't just watch the news, you also get agenda at the same time. You get people's, um, people's agendas, you get motive, you get influence, you get opinion, you get anger, you get bias. These voices are speaking to you. Social media, news, movies, music, these things are communicating to us and speaking to us. The Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It doesn't say that the mouth just speaks words. So if there's anger in me, that's going to come out. If there's, if there's division in me, that's going to come out as well. And so a lot of these voices we listen to, they're not born from love. They're not born from the Holy Spirit. And so it's a lot more than words that are coming out. And so we've got to learn to turn some things off. We've got to learn to delete some accounts. Turn social media off. I don't need another social media influencer telling me how to live my life. Just because you have a million followers on Instagram doesn't mean you know anything at all that's worth listening to. Are you with me? Young people, measure the lyrics of the songs that you are listening to to heaven's heart for you. If there's a difference between the song that you're listening to and God's purposes in your life, turn that mess off just because the the deep the, the, the beat is dope doesn't mean there's not intention behind it. Listen, uh, the, the doper the beat, the more I get nervous because I'm like, man, what did he just say? <laughs> These things are projecting on us speaking to us, preaching to us every single day, CNN, Fox News, whatever your, whatever your bias flavor is, right? These oh, Social media uh, influencers, everybody has something to say. Everybody has to say something. I should say, everybody has to say something, but not everybody has something to say. Are you with me? 
And so we need to be pressing mute on things that are disturbing our peace and disturbing our place of, of, of sacredness with the Lord. Are you with me? Are you with me? Outside voices. Outside voices. The other friends, co-workers, family. Listen. Just because you're in your family doesn't mean I need to be listening to you. Any voice that we, that we listen to more than God, we idolize in our life. Any voice that we obey and heed to more than God, we idolize in our life. But here's what happens. It's because when we don't hear from God and we don't connect with God, we find substitutes to fill the void. And then what we do subconsciously is we let people co-author chapters in our story that God is supposed to be writing. Right? He is the author and the finisher of our faith, but I need to let mom know what's going on, or I need to let Aunt Sally know what's going on, or I need to let my boy know what's going on. And they're giving you opinions that they got from social media or from some other place that we don't even know. And you're hating them because it's too hard to be quiet, press in, and wait on God to speak to you. Listen, I am all for community. I think we need community. I think we grow in community. But Jesus left community to go be alone with his father. He had moments where he was like, I love you, I love you, I love you, but peace, I'll see you in the morning. And I will be more prepared to deal with all these voices that I'm hearing. Like, yes, we need community, but we need intimacy more. In fact, I will tell you that you can't function the right way in community if you don't have intimacy down pat. Because then you get in community and you're a liability, not a blessing, because you've been listening to the devil instead of the Lord. Are you? Oh, man. Jesus created space and margin in his life. He intentionally created margin in his life to remain consecrated and obedient and aligned. He was impervious to pressure because he dealt with it with the Lord. If Jesus needed to get alone with the Father, I don't think we have much of a choice. What about you, Pastor G? We need to prioritize our life around the Word of God. And I will even say, when it comes to pastors and, and, and ministers, whether they're here or whether they're on TV, I love preaching. I love the preaching that comes from this pulpit. I love listening to preachers. But I am not going to hitch my life on someone else's ability to hear from God. I am not going to outsource my inheritance to someone else who decided to listen to God. Because then, when someone has a word from me, I can test it because I have a relationship with God too. Oh, you have a word for me? Oh, thank you so much. God bless you for that word. I'm going to go talk to my father and see what he says about it. We have a lot less deception. So I love preaching, but I also need to hear from God as well. Right? I have no doubt that Pastor G hears from God. I wouldn't be here if he didn't. But I am not going to allow him to author chapters in my life. And he don't want that responsibility neither. (sighs) I didn't co-sign on that. (laughs) And the last voice, and I'm running short on time. You guys okay? The last voice that we need to tune out is probably the most dangerous voice of them all. 
And that's our own internal voice. You know, I used to put a lot of pressure on myself when I preached. Like, man, I need to have a transformational message. I need to speak something that's going to move the heart of your people, God. I need to preach my heart out. And then I realized what I'm up against. See, you've been speaking to you for far longer than I've ever been speaking to you. You've been speaking to some of you have been speaking to yourselves for decades. You got me for 40 minutes. Right? So I take a lot of pressure out of myself. Do you know the average person speaks to themselves four times faster than I speak to you? So right now, there's actually about 75 messages happening in this place. There's the one I'm speaking, and then there's one, the one that's going on inside of you that's interpreting what you're saying about me, judging what I'm wearing, judging what I'm wearing, talking about what you're going to do after lunch or how this doesn't apply to you or whatever. There's messages being interpreted right now. I can see it on some of you. I can see it right now. You're thinking with your face. You know when people think with their face? Some people, they, you just know they, they're just thinking with their face we are like that. We have an inner dialogue, right? Now, listen, here's what I've learned. I bet you that some of you would break friendships with people who talk to you the way that you talk to you. Some of you have gotten real comfortable with you. No, what's amazing is how much we trust and rely on our own voice more than anybody else. We've learned to trust our voice. We've learned to trust our interpretation because it's not what was said to you that will change you. It's your interpretation of what is said to you that will change you. That's why, that's why Paul said, Romans 12, 2, be transformed. By the renewing of your mind. Why? So you can prove what is the good and perfect and acceptable will of God. You cannot grow in God without a renewed mind. You will hear every great preacher in the book. You will read the word of God and it will go in one ear and out the other because you haven't dealt with the internal one who is messed up. Right? Right? Are you with me? And so we have to deal with our internal voice. If your mind isn't being renewed, you cannot walk with God. This is the battleground of all growth and breakthrough. What happens here and what happens here? Because everything God does in our life begins first internally before it manifests externally. And so this and this is the battleground, I wore my camo shirt today, is the battleground for all growth and breakthrough. If your inner dialogue can, can recite God's word and is in tune with God's spirit, you'll have breakthrough. And it won't be contingent on your circumstances changing because you'll have joy that circumstances cannot take. Inward success always produces outward success. Stay with me. Inward success always produces outward success. Outward success rarely produces inward success. But that's what we try to do. 
if I just make this amount of money, if I just get a, a, a relationship, if I just am I, if I'm able to buy a house, if I just am able to, to have this thing I've been praying for, I will have an outward thing to bring me inward peace. But outward success rarely creates inward success, but inward success governs outward success. God does it first inward so you can sustain what happens outward. Are you with me? If we change our dialogue, we can change our life. And so we have choices that we need to make regarding the voices in our life. I've I've titled this message, Voices and Choices. Because the choice really is ours, who we're going to tune into and what we're going to listen to. And for many of us, and I know what you're saying, you're saying, you know, God doesn't speak to me like that. Pastor Pete, I've tried. Um, you know, we, we bought these, these walkie-talkies for our, our girls for Christmas. And, um, you know, they go around the house, they're talking to each other, and they're always jacking it up because they're always changing the channel, Right? And so, like, like one of them would be on another. Tora would be like, over, over, Ruby, are you there? Over. She says, I taught her how to say over, you know. She said, over, 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 over. And she can't communicate with Ruby because they're on the wrong channel. Some of us need to get on God's frequency. And the reason why we're not on God's frequency is because we come to God and we're in our flesh. Or we come to God and we have unrepented sin. Or we come to God and we're messing around and we're entitled. And we're like, God, I need to hear you. God, are you there? God, I need to hear you. God, I need you to move in my life. And God, and we're not, we're not acknowledging anything that we're doing. We're not acknowledging any of our private life. We're not acknowledging any of our heart issues. We're not acknowledging any of the gossip in our life. We're not acknowledging any of that stuff. And we're just trying to talk to God and get him to speak to us. And we're on, we on his frequency. Right? We're not on his frequency. But to get on God's frequency, there's a couple things that we can do. The first is, we need to have authentic praise. In the Lord's Prayer, what's the Lord's Prayer? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Before you ask for forgiveness, before you have a request, before you ask for a word, you enthrone him on your life. When you praise God authentically, you enthrone him and you dethrone all the stuff that's keeping you in bondage. Are you with me? And so we need to have an authentic heart of praise that enthrones God in our life. And when we do that, when we authentically praise God, we put ourselves in alignment. In alignment. In alignment is where we recognize he is God and I am not. Alignment takes the posture of, okay, whatever I hear, I'm going to obey. Let me ask you a question. Is the jury still out? The jury of, is the jury of obedience still, still deliberating on you, in your life? Meaning that, are you still deciding whether or not you're going to be obedient? For some of us, the jury's still out. So, like, we want to hear God but we haven't decided if we're actually going to obey him yet. We just want to make sure he's there, <laughs> right? just want to make sure I hear him. But then if he asks me to go to this place, I'm not going to do that. But I just want to make sure I hear him. But if he asks me to go and serve ministry, I'm not going to do that. But I just want to hear him. And so the jury is still out, 
right? Alignment takes the, pos- the, the posture of whatever he says, I will obey. Submission is recognition, acceptance, and yielding to his authority in your life. Yielding to his authority. You know, we had past pastoral meetings uh, this weekend, and we believe very strongly in honor, and we believe in alignment in this church. And so we have a group, our pastoral team, around the table. And when we're having a pastoral team, uh, I have to wait and yield the authority that God has put on my life to Pastor Gwynmar. Because he is the authority and the leader of this church. And he has to yield his authority to his authority, his oversight. And his oversight has to yield his authority to God. And if we don't submit or yield, we are out of order and we cannot be blessed. And so it doesn't matter, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what we do, how we serve, what we say. Authority recognizes authority. And so we have to submit to that authority regardless of what it looks like, regardless of what it sounds like, regardless of the mistakes that it made but in honor and recognition of the authority that God has placed. Are you with me? We live in a culture that does not know how to honor authority. We do not. We treat our teachers like garbage. We treat our police officers like garbage. We treat our military like garbage. We backbite and gossip against our elected officials. It doesn't matter what they're like. What matters is Jesus said, all authority is mine. Sometimes God puts authority over our life to rub some things out of us. <laughs> David had to submit to Saul. Are you with me? Because he was testing David, not because he was condoning Saul. Are you with me? Submission. And so when, and then consecration. Consecration is so important. We're getting ready to do a 21-day fast in our church. You should join us. Consecration is when I repent, I pray, and I fast. And I work on my temple. And I position my temple to hear from God. Fasting is a game changer. It gives you a dedicated time to focus on God, right? It's a routine breaker, allowing you to commit and seek God and hear from him and deny your flesh so you can hear him. And then what happens is when you submit to God, right, and then you consecrate yourself and you have authentic praise, then you come before God and and. You can get on the right frequency. Dear God, I love you. I want to be with you, Lord. You're worthy. You are worthy in my life. You are worthy. You are worthy. You're worth of all the promise, all the praise. All the worship belongs to you, God. I honor you, Lord. I repent for my sins. I repent for the thoughts of my internal sins, my outward sins, God. Father, I just want to hear from you. I need you, God, you and you alone. And we position ourselves. And, and we get on God's frequency. <laughs> what we couldn't hear before now becomes loud and clear. And now we've positioned ourselves to hear from God. Are you with me? Give God a hand clap. Are you prioritizing the voice of God in your life? Listen to me. Listen to me. Babe, you can come. Listen to me. We cannot afford to live our life void of the voice of God. 
You cannot afford to go another week without hearing the voice of God. So here's what we can do. We're getting ready in January 7th to the 27th. We're getting ready to do a a church-wide fast. We're getting ready to dedicate 2019 to the Lord. And so here's what you can do. You can fast. Don't just fast food. We're going to do a Daniel fast, and we'll have a handout next week. We'll talk about what a Daniel fast is. It's basically giving up meats and sweets, eating fruits and vegetables and and some fish, and, and aligning your diet, right, so that your spirit can hear from God, right? Aligning, aligning your diet so your flesh is under control. Because how many know the, war, the flesh wars against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh? But here's another thing that you can do is you can tune out the voices that you've been listening to. You can put some margin in your life to sit in silence and wait on God. If you're married here, husbands, give your wife some time. Watch the kids, send her out, and give her some time to press in. Turn off the music. Turn, delete your social media. Turn the television off. Open the word of God. Read, pray, and ask God to speak to you. Sit in silence. Prioritize his presence. Worship him. You know what? You know what you just feel so good after we worship? You know, on Sunday morning, we feel so good. And then we feel lousy the rest of the week and we have to get back to church. You can have a worship service right in your house. You can come before his presence with singing. He's attracted to your worship. Sit in silence. And don't just read the word of God. Consume it. Meditate on it. Pray through it. Ask God to speak to your heart of hearts. Do you know how simple this is? A couple months ago, I was with my daughter, Tora, and we always read and pray before we go to bed. And I wanted to try to see if she could hear from God. And so I was sitting and I was praying with her and I took her through this process and I'm going to take you through it as well. And I said to her, I said, okay, Tora, I want you to close your eyes. And so she closed it. I said, I want you to picture an airplane. And her face lit up. And picture the airplane flying. And so she did that. I said, and I want you to picture a taxi car or a car driving away from you. And then she, and then she did that. I said, okay, and now I want you to picture a boat driving. She did that. Her eyes are closed. I said, okay, now I want you to say in your heart, don't speak in your heart, say, Jesus, I love you. And so she says, Jesus, I love you. I said, okay. And inwardly, I was like, Lord, I want you to speak to my daughter. And so I said, and I wasn't even praying out loud. I was just saying, Lord, will you speak to my daughter? And she's sitting there, she's like. He said, I love you, I love you, Torah. And God is my witness, there was no way that she could have made up what she heard. Her face lit up in such a way as if she heard the voice of God. 
Because anyone who comes to God and enters the kingdom of God must do so as a child. So here's what I wonder if we can do this morning. Let's have you close your eyes. Bow your heads. And I want you to picture in your mind a plane flying, going to a destination. Maybe that ski lodge that you've been dreaming about. And then I want you to picture your kids or some kids playing in a field. And I want you to picture you driving into a city with tall buildings. And now in your heart, not in your mind, not with your words, in your heart, just begin to say the Lord's Prayer. Just recite it in your heart of hearts, our Father who art in heaven. Not in your mind, just in your heart. Lord, would you speak to your people? God, would you speak to your people? Would you awaken your people to your voice? This is the place where you'll hear from God. Where he'll tell you who you are. And he'll tell you who he is. And he'll position you for breakthrough. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, Father, I pray that you would move in this place. Father, I pray that you would move in the hearts of your people. Father, I pray that you would position us to hear your voice and to break through because the position of breakthrough is at your feet. God, I pray that we would be a church that hungers and thirsts for your presence and for your word. And Father, I pray that you would speak to your people in 2019. Come on, give God some praise. We hope this message was impactful to you. If you would like to hear more, please remember to subscribe. For more information, you can visit our pages on both Facebook and Instagram. God bless you and have a great rest of the week.